Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on! It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey and Bethesda, Maryland, and this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Thursday, February 9th with your hosts, Zach and Ray. And um, and um, uh, uh, who's making a huge mistake today, buddy? Um, lots of folks are making lots yeah. of mistakes, Dad, and we're going to cover them in depth there, don't you worry. We have the latest inventory data from last month for some automakers like Ford, Toyota, and Honda. We're going to dig into that. We also have a few other stories that are quite interesting. Credit availability, it appears to be tightening. And dad, EV drivers, man, they just, we're going to have to spend some time talking about EV drivers because they just, they're, they're just getting the, the, the rough end of the deal. But before we do, dad, a little yes. personal news. Yeah. Your Phoenix Suns, my Phoenix Suns, yeah. they trade for Kevin Durant. So we just got to. Yes. Yes, today, today, ladies and gentlemen, is a great day to be a, C- a Phoenix Suns fan. It's It's been a good time to be a Phoenix Suns fan for the past two and a half years. But today, today is a great day. It's also a sad day because in order to land Kevin Durant, we had to say goodbye to a budding future superstar in the NBA, yeah. Mikael Bridges. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to watch his development for the last five years. And he, uh, don't be surprised if at some point the Suns regret ever having traded him. Um, but we also had to give up Cam Johnson. And those two were known as the Twins. And we're going to miss them. Um, they, they brought us a lot of thrills and a lot of chills over the years. Um, but my goodness, Kevin Durant. Zach, Kevin There it is. Durant. All right. You saw the wrap-up signal. Here we go, guys. Let's jump in. All right, Dad. Here is the latest inventory data. Can you see that? I don't think you quite can. And here's what we're going to do. We are going to compare January inventory to, uh, well, you can see here it says February, but the inventory levels from January to the inventory levels in December because we've started to see, Dad, some price yes. strengthening in the used car market and potentially even in the new car market as well. And could it be that automakers such as Ford, Toyota, Honda, and others are maybe intentionally restricting some of the inventory that they're putting into the market to keep prices inflated? I don't know. Let's look at the data and see. So, Pops, before we do, when we're looking at this information, we have inventory units and we have days supply. Can you remind us what days supply is? The day supply is the number of days it would take to sell the existing inventory uh, on a daily. So, so. Uh, if there's a 92-day supply um, and you didn't get any more cars, it would take you 92 days to get rid of those 13,200 Mustangs, allegedly speaking. Exactly. Exactly. So let's run through it, Dad. Let's see which vehicles have more days supply and less days supply. And as days supply goes down, negotiability of a vehicle also decreases. The two are definitely correlated. So for example, Dad, yeah, we've got Ford cars, they don't have many, but that's just because it's the Mustang. The day yes. supply went down. Not going to spend too much time there. Let's look at the F-Series pickup truck, Dad. We actually have yes. a small increase in day supply up to 67, 152,800 mm-hmm. of them 
in dealer inventory. Now, this is where things can maybe be a little misleading, but also interesting. I'm going to share last month's data. Do you see last month's data on the screen now, Dad? There were actually 172,900 F-Series pickup trucks in inventory. So now we have fewer in inventory, but day's supply went up. How can that be? How does that correlate other than other than sales are slowing down? Would that be the only reason that could correlate? Exactly. And this is why it ties back to the to the title of today's show. The huge mistake would be acknowledging that, oh, we've had strong sales, we've had strong sales. Pricing strength can stay there. No. Fortunately, we're seeing this. The amount of vehicles in inventory went down 20,000 month over month for the F-Series, but the day's supply went up by five. And it's exactly for what you just said, Dad. That means fewer people are choosing to pay those prices, and that's exactly what we need to see. Well, yeah, and and I think we also see it in some of the other brands as well, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, um, because... We know for a fact that in January, new car sales were up, but they, but it was the fleet side of new car sales that pushed overall new car sales up for the month of January. Retail sales to retail customers dropped in January. So once the fleet purchasers, um, Hertz, Budget, Avis, Enterprise, uh, your government fleets, your your large corporation fleets. Once they once they get their hands on the cars that they need, guess what's happening? If there's less people actually in the market for retail purposes, uh, well, yeah, your inventory, your day supply is going to grow because you're going to run out of fleet buyers. Um, you know, they place big orders, they get their vehicles, then they're done for four, five, six, seven years. Um, this this there there can be or will be a an increase in day supply for most of the brands. Yeah, I completely agree. But let's keep digging in to the numbers, Pops. We've got Acura here. Day supply of Acura went up from 42 to 48. I'm not gonna flip the screen, but let me check yes. for last month. Last month, Dad, Acura had 16,300 vehicles in inventory. Now they have 19,200. So that makes sense why their day's supply is going up. I'm going to jump up to the top. Let's go here to Honda. Where are you, Honda? Total Honda day's supply went down from 29 to 26. They have had 91,600 vehicles in inventory. Again, not going to flip the screen, but I can tell you that last month, Honda had 101,000 vehicles in inventory. So we see the inventory shortages at Honda continuing to play them there. Let's look at Hyundai Kia, dad, 77,700 vehicles in inventory, a 17 day supply up significantly from the Mm -hmm. 13 days supply a month before. Interestingly, the prior month, they had 66,600 vehicles in inventory. So they like, they like having like numbers in, uh, in their inventory stats. And then Mazda dad, from a 24-day supply up to a 28-day supply. They had 24,000 vehicles previously in inventory. What about our friends over at Subaru? Could they even be bucking the inventory shortage trend? An eight-day supply to an 11-day supply, nearly 20,000 Subarus in inventory up from 16,000 
the month before. And then let's hit on Toyota here, Dad. Toyota, from an 18-day supply to a 24-day supply, 132,000 of them in inventory up from 120,000 the month before. So read on the now, room, Dad. You think automakers? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, last night I got a call from our friend Chip. And oh, how's in he their group, uh, he's doing well. Um, and in their group, they have a, a Toyota store. Now, even though Toyota's increase in inventory, on-hand inventory, shows that it's gone up, he's telling me they have very little in the way of new vehicle inventory. Um, hmm. And that their allocation was actually cut to a certain degree because of the continued inventory shortages. And with that, he has hmm. seen at the sales, at the auctions, that uh, he called me because he said, Ray, it's like going through right after COVID again. He said, prices are shooting up at the sale. He said, it's just really? crazy numbers with some of this stuff's bringing. He says, some of what he was buying three or four weeks ago is up $3,000 now. Um, and, and he doesn't, he says, I don't know how, he says, the one thing he said that I see happening at their dealerships is it used to be that the new car departments didn't make money and the used car departments did. Now everybody's starting to overpay for cars again, and they're not necessarily expecting to make a lot of money on them. And so rather than hmm. new car departments not making money, they're expecting that the used car department's not going to make money, but the new car department, because of shortages, is going to carry them. It's 180 degrees from where it was. Should we be telling people, Dad, that like right now is the best time to sell your car? Because that's kind of what it seems like. If, if wholesale values are skyrocketing by thousands of dollars at the sale, and now Chip has told us, we've seen CDG, we've seen Brandon, we've got folks in our community telling us this. Now's probably the time. Because this, I, I, I tweeted about it today, Dad. I think yeah. this is a dead cat bounce. Like I do not understand. When things like this happen and you don't understand why they're happening, That to me, that's a yes. red flag. I just don't have yes. access to the right information, which I don't think is the, the issue here. We have a pulse on the information better than I think most people would. I think it's a dead cat bounce. Like someone should take advantage of this. If you have a car to sell, sell it this month because evidently people just want to pay crazy prices. I don't quite understand. I don't get it. Um, well, he he's saying that there's just a shortage of cars, of decent cars bring bought, being brought to the sale. Um, that I and. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that there's no lease returns that are making it to the sales uh, is exacerbating the situation. Um, but, you know, the, the idea at their group is, hey, we're going to overpay for cars so we for used cars so we can have used cars to sell. We don't expect to necessarily make have those cars to be profitable. Uh, we hope that the finance department can make up for the fact that we're not going to be making a lot of front end profit on the used cars. But we also realize that with interest rates rising, that it'll be harder and harder for the F and I departments to, to rake in the type of income that they had been raking in before. So it's going to be harder for the, the F and I departments to mitigate the loss of profit on the front end of used cars. It's 
it, it's 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 a rather unusual situation. It 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 goes against historic norms. Um, so is it a dead count, a cat bounce? It could be. I mean, you know, it's it's why is it happening when you, you would think to yourself the opposite should be happening? And and just to relate that, if I could, as somebody said, um, I, I saw in the comments, well, you know, Carvana stock has tripled since it was okay why but but my point is you know there's what what are we not seeing well on this on february 24th we're going to see because we're going to get their fourth quarter earning reports and all those poor folks i'm, I'm thinking they're going to be shocked when it goes back down lower than where it had been um so i don't know i'd like to believe this is a blip of some kind i could be wrong um but yeah. I, I'd like to believe it's a blip of some kind because you can't you can't sustain these prices with rising interest rates and have these vehicles be affordable for people out there. It, it, as this continues, the pool of people who can actually find themselves in the market for a car keeps getting smaller and smaller. It's you know, we've gone from like an Olympic-sized swimming pool, and we're headed to like a kiddie pool. Uh, we have a um, we have a great video coming out on Saturday over on the Car Edge channel, and it explains and we use examples, real life examples of how the affordability crisis is taking millions of people out of the market. And and who knows, we can end up having egg on our face a, a few months from now. Maybe mm -hmm. maybe used car prices just keep going up, and if and if they do, obviously we'll report on that just as well but we don't understand it because you pair that with the fact that that interest rates are rising banks are tightening their credit availability like there's no there's no world where i can understand car prices appreciating again i just i seriously don't, don't well not to the, not not as rapidly as they are and to the degree that they are now i know igor is at the sale today at one of the auctions yeah. today i i i'd love to get a take um from Igor as to what he's seeing there, but but I'm telling you, Chip was like, I just don't get it. I he I mean literally flabbergasted at some of the prices that dealers are paying, and he and it, it's the increase has been too dramatic over too short a period of time for anybody to really justify it. Um, and and I I think part of it is. Hmm. They're expecting this big bounce in sales, you know, from tax refunds. But tax refunds are not going to be as big this year as they have been in years past. So, yeah, that's a storyline that I feel like we haven't done enough work on, because if you expect there to be this big tax season bounce, A, that only impacts a small portion of the, the market, you know, sub $10,000 vehicles primarily. Uh, and also, yeah, the amount of the refund is going to be significantly less. So it's yes. just shouldn't shouldn't have as big of an impact as it probably is. Let's go to the chat here, Pops. We got from Honey Springs Homestead. I like yes. that. And a cute cat in the avatar. Hi, yo. As a F-150 assembly employee, my work has canceled the past two days this week due to parts shortages. Wow. That's Thanks not for good. That report. That's not good. Jasmine yeah. says, are signs still point to used car prices dropping after tax season? I think that's primarily how I still feel. I don't, again, maybe maybe what we need to do, Dad, I'll reach out to the Black Book team. Maybe we just got to get them on the show within the next couple of weeks. Sometime, sometime before 
the end of the month and then sometime in like April or May, we got to get the black book team on because I, I think used car prices are going to go down this year. I, I think we're just kind of waiting for that to happen again. The fed wants prices to go down. So they're doing everything in their power too. And last time I checked, the more you increase interest rates, the more that should negatively impact demand. So, so I'm going to say, yes, I still think used car prices are going to go down this year. Well, and, and demand is down. Uh, you know, the amount of retail consumers is is down. So, you know, if sales are down, and, and maybe not to the degree that the Fed was hoping, but sales are yeah. definitely down re- on the retail side of things. I, you know, I, I still think the whole thing hinges on affordability. And... At, at the prices we've been seeing and with interest rates going up, I don't know how vehicles remain affordable. We've got an interesting comment here from Lincoln Maniac. My trading value dropped three grand in a month, but the prices of used cars I look at have not dropped three grand. 100%. You are not going to yeah. see dealers significantly. And we've been talking about this for a long time. We actually have a video I'll come out. I think sometime early next week with Justice, who's actually here uh, in the live chat, one of our Car Edge car coaches. He, he managed to get $15,000 off on a car he recently bought. Yeah, That wasn't because the advertised price was $15,000 less. So, so we are seeing dealers be stubborn, considerably st- stubborn. Um, and a lot of folks, a lot of folks, excuse me, who are not well-versed in what are reasonable prices, have access to the information like BlackBook and others. Like they're not going to know what a realistic price is. They'll just, oh, okay, it is what it is. You know, I didn't yes. see my three grand. You've got here from Igor Pups. Auction is split in yeah, two okay. camps. One, buying ev- buying everything because they think tax season sales will be strong. And the other camp, don't buy anything because tax season is forecasted to be weak. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so, Igor, let me ask you this if I can. Um, what camp are you in? I'm just out of curiosity. <laughs> I know what camp What camp I'm would in. you be in, Pups? Well, I'm in. Let's I'm in. I, ex- I expect it to be weaker than what people are anticipating. Um, you know, everything I have read indicates that tax refunds are going to be a lot less um, than they have been in the past. Uh, and and I think people will be shocked and surprised when they do their taxes and they find out that the refund is a third of what it had been last year. Um, so that that being the case, that will impact their desire to go out and potentially buy a car. Um, you know, but but everybody, right, well, not everybody, but a lot of the dealers, the dealers in the first camp, um, they're just going by what's happened in the past, and they might not have necessarily looked too deeply into what to expect this year tax refund time. Um so that's why I think it's a blip. That's why I think the dealers that are overpaying right now are making a huge mistake because 60 days from now or 90 days from now, when those cars that they paid way too much for are just sitting there because the consumers aren't coming into the showrooms to buy them because their refund was a fifth or a third of what it had been last year, these guys are suddenly going to find themselves in a position of having to take losses. And we know how dealers feel about that. 
Yeah, yeah, we definitely know how dealers feel about that. All right, Dad, let's keep going through the chat here. We've got a couple more interesting stories, but I want to address this from Matthew. He says, been shopping for about six months now and have been watching you guys for about that long. Thank you, Matthew. I noticed that all used cars and trucks are like $5,000 or more overpriced. What do you think about that? And Pops, I just want to remind everyone that you can get access to the same information that dealers are using to help justify some of their pricing back at CarEdge. Com. So, for example, the black book values here. And let's let's put one to the test really quickly. I'm going to go to buy. Okay. And let's look for a used vehicle. And let's do this 2022 Corolla. Let me grab the VIN. It's got 2,800 miles on it. And where am I located? Where do we think that zip code is? 73301? I don't know. Where the heck is that? Uh, not around here. One second, seven, three, three. So I think that's Texas. Yeah, that's Texas. Okay. I guess I was doing some testing earlier. So now we put Texas in, get my trade in values. Okay, everyone keep these numbers in mind. Realistic retail value, $24,925. Realistic trade in value, $23,570. Great, up to 28. Let's go back to that vehicle. So 25 grand is the average retail price that Black Book says this vehicle is worth. <clears throat> So can we say it's five grand overpriced across the board? Probably not. Can we say it's maybe like 10% margin built into these things, especially if they've been sitting on it for well, so it's a, long? It's, it's about three grand over overpriced. Yeah, and let's look at the price history here, Dad. They've come down. I mean, look at this. Back in October, they wanted 35000 freaking dollars for this thing. What the heck? Wow. Knew it sold for twenty five grand. That's wild. And and they're and they're still trying to get three thousand dollars over what it sold for is what what the MSRP of the vehicle was, and you know truth be told, and we had this conversation with Brandon yesterday. If somebody comes in and they're buying a twenty thousand dollar car, you know what they're really buying, what what they're paying twenty thousand dollars for today is really only worth thirteen, fourteen, maybe fifteen thousand dollars. But the market is still skewed, even though in a lot of areas prices have come down, they're still way too high. It's it's just they're not they're not as as high as they had been. So as a consumer, you're in a slightly better position, but they're still way, way too high. Um, and yeah. I don't know, having spoken to Chip, I don't know if we will ever get back to the point where you aren't grossly overpaying for any pre-owned car as a retail customer or, you know, how long it might take before we get there. Yeah. And we were having this conversation a bit yesterday and I, I want to continue it because I, I think I, I think it happens this year. I think, I think the moment it becomes more difficult for, for a dealership, whether they're franchise or independent to start making payroll is the moment they start to liquidate assets. And I can't, I can't forget about all of the signs we've seen around delinquency rates. Um, the floor plan expenses for dealers are going up. I think that we're the 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 little pop that we're seeing here in wholesale prices is not a sustained uh, event like it was two years ago or eighteen months ago. Like prices will come back down. So I actually do think if you're patient, you can even wait something like three or four months. I think prices will be continuing to go back down in ways that they had pre uh you know pre this and this pop that we're seeing right now so mm -hmm. could could end up being years though the the counter argument to that would be well zach there's fewer used cars in the market 
And so if there's just fewer used cars in the market, then prices are going to continue to be high. But I, I think there's too many headwinds against the idea of used cars continuing to appreciate, especially the biggest one being interest rates going up. The more the Fed does that, just the less affordable the, these things are to the, anyone. The big problem is that, you know, all those new cars that weren't built for the last two and a half years that could have been built, that could have been sold, that would have provided more used cars for the used car market. So, you know, uh, over the course of the next decade, we're going to be missing potentially 15 million used cars. So, you know, how long does it take to overcome that? I don't know. Um, but if you look at it, it you it, you would think, looking at that, that the shortage should persist. The, the thing in my mind that will prevent that shortage is interest rates, which will be keeping more people on the sidelines so that there'll be less consumers for that shrinking amount of pre-owned cars. Really? You, you gotta, gotta be, be kidding me. All right, Pops. We had this come out just yesterday. Let me see. Let me do this instead. Here we go. This article okay. in Automotive News actually came out yesterday, and that it is the uh, EV drivers struggle with declining reliability of charging network. And the reason I, I chose this as today's really gotta be kidding me is because you know the push for electric vehicles, it is one that depending on which camp you're in, you think it's a great thing, a bad thing, no matter what camp you're in. You're going yeah. to need reliable charging infrastructure. Yes. This chart, Dad, shows you quarter over quarter the percentage of people who showed up. And we've got members of our own team at Car Edge who fill out these damn surveys, folks. Yeah. The percentage of people who have showed up to charge at a public char public charging place and not, not been able to charge at all. Not that they went to a charger and it just didn't work. They weren't able to charge, Dad. And we've gone from, as there's been more adoption, it was 14.5%. We got down to 14.3%. We are above 21%. One in five trips to the gas station for your EV, you simply can't fill up. Again, regardless of what camp you're in, this is just, this is damning. The, the idea of this being mass market, this is the damning piece of it. Well, absolutely, and it and it always has been. You know, the infrastructure portion of um, EVs has always been an issue. Uh, so, and and yes, it's primarily for non-Tesla chargers. Um, and yes, Tesla is is the number one player in electric vehicles. But that might not always be the case going forward. And you know, every vehicle manufacturer has has committed almost what was it a half a trillion dollars towards continued EV adoption, which is great because you know the government, the U.S. government, would like to see fifty percent of all new vehicles sold by twenty thirty being um, electric vehicles. Well, if you can't charge them, how? Why would you buy them? Uh, you know, if, if we are a country where people enjoy their freedom, they enjoy the fact that they can get in their vehicle and drive somewhere. We drove cross country. If you were trying to drive cross country in an electric vehicle, um, and you have to concern yourself with 
Well, will the chargers actually work at the charging station that shows that it's 10 miles down the road when I, when I only have 10% of my range left? Um, and then you get there to find out that it doesn't. That's an issue. Um, yep. So I, I don't see I, – I, I know the government is planning on investing billions of dollars – into building charging stations nationwide and along, I guess, all of our interstate highways. But the question becomes, how quickly can you do it? Can the, can the electrical grid sustain it? Um, and if literally we're selling 8 million electric vehicles by 2030 annually how, how, are they are will will there be enough infrastructure in place to be able to charge those vehicles if somebody's driving cross country or wherever they're driving um my suspicion is no that's just my suspicion you know i hope i'm wrong but you know the best laid plans of mice and men or of governments is is that the projections are always um, greater than what the reality is. The time frame is always longer than what they hoped it would be. Uh, yep. And and I think I've said it on this show. You know, in twenty thirty, if we're even at thirty or thirty five percent of of vehicles sold being electric vehicles, I, I think that would be a lot. Um, I just I don't see it happening as quickly as those who are proponents of electric vehicles say it will. Uh, and and I think a lot of those billions of dollars are going to get siphoned off and nobody's really going to know where the money went because <laughs> in many cases it won't be building anything that it was supposed to be building other than somebody's own personal wealth. All right, we're not going to go too far down that rabbit hole, although that inevitably does happen and likely, sadly, will. Pops, I want to remind everyone back at CarEdge.com, if you go under resources and you click on free data, that'll take you to the old, kind of like the legacy CarEdge.com, where you can see rankings uh -huh. of vehicles based off of how, how much they cost to own, depreciation, insurance, maintenance, all those fun things. If you are not using this data before you buy a car, please, you're doing a disservice. For example, if I want to see the vehicles that cost the least to maintain over a 10-year period of time, or maybe I want to see the worst, I can just click on that little button. I can see that RAMs are going to be quite expensive. Then I can dig into it, folks. I can, I can really get into the data. So if you are like us, if you really enjoy the numbers, please go to caredge.com. Let me show you again. Caredge.com. Under resources here, we have that free Data. And if we can help you buy a car, if we can help you sell a car, if we can help you get insurance for your vehicle, those pesky warranties, if you want one, we offer one. Finance, refinance, we have all of that and more back at caredge.com. So please avail yourself of all of those different resources. Now, Dad, before we go, obviously we talked yes. about Kevin Durant at the beginning. We are very excited about our Phoenix Suns making a run for the championship. What yes. books are behind you, man? I see the bookshelf behind you. What have you been reading recently? I see. What is that? The Letterman? Is that what that says? Yeah, David Letterman yeah, that was, yeah, that was a book. Uh, yeah, the David Letterman. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a uh, a biography. Yeah, there's a you know a, a bunch of crap up there. Uh, some of which I've read, <laughs> some of which I haven't. Um, uh, 
you know, I I like to read about funny people. Uh, I I read a good book on uh, what's that uh, Kindle um, about Mel Brooks. Um, you know, humor is a big part of my life, and and people who are funny, I like to read about. Um, and and not all funny people are happy people. Uh, a lot of them are. The, the the humor is is based on depression, um, but it it's interesting. Um, so yeah, there are there are books Ooh. behind me, and there's bottles of wine behind me, and you know everything else. Has anyone watched um, uh, Last of Us on HBO, Dad? Have you did, did you start watching it? I did not. I finished Godless last night, which I thought was really good. Um, okay, guys. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I, I which I, I really enjoyed that. Um, and I and I didn't start Last of Us yet, but I promise I shall. Is does a new uh, segment come out every week? Is that how I have it works? No clue, man. I okay. yeah, I have no clue. I've been. I, I've been. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Captain Flannel here. I think it's really good. Uh, Okay, because I do know a lot of the HBO programs, they 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 make you wait a week. So oftentimes, I just like to wait for the season to be done, and then I can stream them at my leisure, and I don't have to wait a week between episodes. That's just me. Hey, maybe uh, if you've got some uh, some show suggestions, drop them in the chat. I know my dad please would appreciate. It. Anyway, we will we will be back tomorrow. We will have Miss Kimberly Klein with us. We will be doing Kimberly's Corner. Um, Pops, what time will that be at? Uh, I believe we'll be back here tomorrow at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, with more news that you can use from Courage. And uh, your hosts again will be, well, the, these two knuckleheads. <laughs> uh, yeah, us and, and the lovely, enchanting, and talented Miss Kimberly Klein. Thank you, Bob, for your time. See you all tomorrow. Uh, everyone have a good Thursday. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for being here. We look forward to having you back here tomorrow. Have a good one. Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.